Once upon a time, not so long ago, we used to have programming for kids that no matter how crazy the entertainment for adults had gotten, we trusted was still safe for our little ones. Friends, those days <laughs> are gone. Hey everyone, Adam Holtz here, your host of The Plugged In Show, focused on the family's weekly conversation about entertainment, pop culture, and technology. Well, there are Christian radio stations out there that have the tagline, safe for the whole family. But that phrase certainly does not describe many of the animated and kid-focused shows proliferating online, on TV, and in mainstream entertainment these days. At times, it feels like we need a parental discretion is advised sticker on everything. Mm -hmm. So what do we do? How should we respond? Kristen Smith and I were talking about this a few weeks ago in the wake of the Coco Melon Lane episode featuring two dads. And so today we're going to touch on that episode, but then brainstorm and discuss together along with Paul AC how best to respond to these challenges. And in our second segment, Emily Chow joins us to tell us about a new feature on our blog. It's called On the Radar. And you're going to want to know about it. So stay tuned for that and another great episode of The Plugged In Show. Well, before we dig into those conversations in earnest today, just a reminder that The Plugged In Show is a production of Focus on the Family, and we are a donor-supported ministry. If you enjoy our conversations each week, as much as we enjoy our conversations (laughs) each week, right, Paul? We would love it if you would make a donation to help us keep bringing you these talks that we have each week about entertainment and pop culture and make sure you subscribe to the plugged in show wherever you get your podcasts. And while you're at it, tell your friends, they need to know about the plugged in show too. They need to know. They need to know. (laughs) Well, with no further ado, let's dive in. As mentioned, joining me for our first segment today are Kristen Smith and Paul AC. Hey everyone. Hi. Hello. Well, if there's one show from your childhood that you would want to show your kids. And yes, Paul, I know your kids are grown, but just work with me on the question. We'll try. (laughs) And probably you've already done this anyway, so you can just talk about what happened. What would the show be that you would want to show your kids and why? Okay, I'm going to go first because I've already done this. I've already accomplished it. My type A personality is checking it off the mental list. (laughs) So as when my son was like three and a half, four, I had him watch Zabumafu. Because I Zabumafu? Zabumafu. I loved Zabumafu. Is that a real show? You guys don't know Zabumafu? This actually We're makes old. me feel so good because you guys make jokes all the time about things that happened in the 80s and the 70s. And I don't know what you're talking about. Right. But I here we know. are. Our know. producers know what Zabumafu is, right, guys? No, I need they like don't. a thumbs up. They do. They don't. Right. I don't so, know if I feel bad lying. about they're missing Zabumafu. Yeah, okay. What about Kratz Creatures? Wild Kratz. No, you can go back to Zabumafu. Okay, anyway, <laughs> these two brothers who like walk you through nature and like all these cool like animals and stuff. And Zabumafu was their little, the little monkey. And anyway, my son started watching it and now he's really into Wild Kratz. And okay, I need someone to message in if they know what Zabumafu or Wild Kratz is so that I don't look this ridiculous. That's all. No, I mean, just because Paul and I are old, it's not your fault. <laughs> I just need you know? a millennial to, to, to chime in here, please. I love that. So chime in on yes. Zabumafu it's, and you can confirm or deny whether this show actually exists it, or it not. It seems like sort of a, a euphemism. If you're wanting to say something really bad, you just say right. Zabumafu. Like if I dropped a hammer on my toe. Exactly. Zabumafu. All right. <laughs> Wise Acres, who's next? Yes, yes. Paul. Man, so... I'm going to feel really bad here because you honestly, preemptively. as weird as the title Zabumafu is, 
I'm pretty sure it was better than anything I watched as a child. You're going to do like the first Spider-Man like, ever created? <laughs> yeah, That'd be in that the electric company. Yeah. <laughs> See, when, when I look back at some of the shows that I really enjoyed as a kid, they are uniformly terrible. Really? I mean, they really are. Yeah, oh. they are. They're, the TV shows were not good. Wow. TV has definitely improved. But if there is one, trying to work with Adam's question, if there was one, and you'll appreciate this, Adam, it would probably be the Herculoids. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Because where else can you actually have a rhinoceros that shoots things out of its nose? Right. See, I don't Little even know bombs. what that is. I don't know what that is. Herculoids? Mm. Yeah. You got to see it. See, now I want to introduce uh, you I to should. the Herculoids. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So we had a whole bunch of really strange Saturday morning cartoons back in the day before You could streaming. only watch cartoons on Saturday morning. Yeah, you would get up at 6.30. I remember that. You would pour your Cheerios. You'd sit down in front of the TV. Mm-hmm. He's and right. if your parents would let you, you would watch three and a half hours straight of cartoons. That's what we would do as kids. That's right. I remember really? that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah With public TV. service messages in between, like, the more you know. Yeah. You but we were that? only allowed to watch PBS. I well yes of so. course because your parents were better than mine. <laughs> <laughs> right? My parents gave me a TV and put it in my bedroom. So I'm sure that Paul's parents were better than yeah. my parents. Sorry mom and usually, dad. Under the usually bus on, right there. On, on Saturday mornings I had a, I had like an hour and a half time limit but I often tried to push that. And okay. the Herculoids were often the beneficiary of that. What about okay. yours, Adam? So, I am going to tell a story. Imagine. Shocker. Yeah. Every day after school, I walked to my grandmother's house where I would spend a couple of hours every day. My grandmother would make me a bowl of split pea soup and Pop-Tarts, and I would eat split pea soup and Pop-Tarts with butter on them. If you've never put butter on a Pop-Tart, you're missing out. Did you put the butter (laughs) in the split pea soup? Sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes. (laughs) And on her little... TV with a little rotary knob, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. No digital, no yeah. remote control, none yeah. of that. I would watch Hogan's Heroes. Hogan's every Heroes. day. Kristen, Hogan's Heroes? Anything? I, I don't know what that is, but I'll be writing these down. See, yeah. I'm getting educated. Right. <laughs> Without the slander. I mean, go if ahead. the plugged in show accomplishes nothing else, <laughs> it is the cultural miseducation (laughs) of Kristen Smith. (laughs) No, this was about a group of American POWs who were in a Stalag, Stalag 13, which is a prisoner of war camp. This sounds very unkid-like. It's very unkid-like. Well, I'm not saying that. look at it. Yeah, I mean, but I watched it from the time I was really little. And and there were these, you know, silly characters, Colonel Clank and Schultz, the big, There was a joke show about POWs. very smart guy. Yes. Yeah. Yes. This is, this was actually before Adam's time. Even. Yeah, it's the late 60s. So they didn't wow. know exactly what Black was and appropriate white. and what wasn't. And although Hogan's Heroes is beloved by many, including Adam, I think if we watched it today. No, it's a terrible say, show. Yeah, it would be all kinds of wrong. And there was all sorts of scandal related to the show, like after the fact. But well, anyway, that's another story for another podcast. I, I will not talk about it. Then. <laughs> <laughs> but, so anyway, that was my, ch- and after I would watch Hogan's Heroes and eat Split Pea, and eat Pop-Tarts, I would go downstairs in my grandmother's basement and, you know, put music on and sing for hours. So there you go. That's my entire childhood. And now that we've gotten done with our confessional time, (laughs) we are going to talk about the children growing up today. Uh, Yes. Right? That that is a great segue, but I can't (laughs) let it just sit because I have to tell our listeners that you still, to this day, eat split pea soup. I still, to this day, (laughs) eat split pea soup regularly. Yeah. 
Yeah, so, I think that fact. speaks to the nice, warm memories you have of your, your grandmother and, oh, and Hogan's Heroes. It does. All of that. In fact, maybe I'll go stream Hogan's Heroes today because it's been a while. <laughs> All kinds of wrong. <laughs> show my kids, right? So now a more serious conversation dun, dun. about the stuff on TV today. Kristen, you and I were yeah. talking about kids' media and entertainment a couple weeks ago. And one of the things that we hope to do on the Plugged In Show is just sort of invite you into the kind of spontaneous conversations we have about media and entertainment. And it was after we had published our Cocomelon Lane review, um, there was an episode that came out that has two dads on it. And Mm -hmm. we were sort of having the, can you believe what's happening on this show conversation? And you had some amazing things to say just about being a mom of young kids today Mm -hmm. and how you felt like, you have to be so protective of your kids. I would love for you to just kind of share how you approach media for your little ones today because of stuff like this that pops up. It's a kind of a big question. I know, but we have lots of time. Yeah, it could go a lot of ways. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think mostly what we were talking about is this this episode features two dads. um, And at first it was just like in the introduction. Yeah. But now it's two dads and there's a son who's in either a dress or a skirt. It's dancing around and they're praising this child for. For that. For that. Yeah. Um, And immediately, you know, my thought goes to, I have a six, three and one year old and I don't praise my daughter for pretending to be a cat or (laughs) think it odd that my son wants to have a tea party with his younger sister. Yeah. Um, I let them be kids and let things flesh itself out you know um because there's some brainwashing going on here yes and just some messages that i think culture and this is nothing this is not something that you wouldn't expect okay this is like all over culture right yeah and so you're seeing this in the show and it's in quotes normalized at this point um but i want to protect my children based on what we believe as a family yeah and we believe in the bible and what the bible says um and so it's it's hard, and we talked about this, it's difficult to have a TVY show. And this is TVY. This is right. like the basic of the basic um, that I can't just turn on and walk away. I have to know all of the things and all of the shows. And if there right. are any parents out there and you do anything more than like make a cup of coffee for yourself in the morning, aka you have one or more children and a life (laughs) like things are hard and there's a lot going on and to add to that like here is netflix and disney plus and max and hulu and peacock and all of the streaming services and your brain is about to explode how do you keep up with all this that's a great question how would you respond to it so i think (laughs) one i really do use plugged in not just because i review some of the stuff but because it's really become really valuable. As a kid, I didn't even know plugged in was a thing. Right. I don't think my parents used it. But as a parent now, I really love getting to type something in, get to read a brief description of the content, and know if like, hey, this is good for my kids or not. The issue I think we're encountering, and I there's one specific example. So in Go Dogs Go, this mm-hmm. is a Netflix show. The first two seasons were fine. And then the third season is fine, but there is one episode where there are two moms and so they're just kind of talking about that. And so you have you have these examples of you think something's okay and then it becomes not okay. And it's not just LGBTQ agendas, right? You have profanity in TVY7 shows and things that you're like, I don't really feel comfortable with my kids watching that. Yeah. Um, or prisoner of war examples and perhaps <laughs> right. their television shows that you're not right. comfortable with. But I think <laughs> when we sit down, I I tend to review almost everything that they watch. They're not allowed to watch YouTube at all without me. 
There can be no random YouTube surfing. Um, and we have a couple that we really love. We love Kratz Creatures, Wild Kratz, um, Dude Perfect. There are some examples. Um, but I'm just really cognizant of everything that they sit down to watch because I'm trying to protect their little brains and their hearts. So I have a weird question for you, and this is going to go a little bit off kilter. Sure. But thanks we, for the warning. We know <laughs> that LGBT issues are huge. We mm-hmm. know that it's part of the actual culture, right? Yes. We know that we are raising children in an environment where that is really very much a part of the culture when they turn off the TV and go outside. Mm-hmm. How as a parent do you sort of walk through that in terms of what you let them watch? Is there an argument to be made that because this is what society is now, that these shows are a reflection of society? Um, I, that is a valid argument, that they are a reflection of society. I do not think it's a valid argument to say because society deems this to be acceptable, our kids are now watching this. I mean, and I know that this is going to sound like really heavy-handed, but God didn't say, go to Sodom and Gomorrah and have fun. It, it was a don't look back. There was a separation, right, that mm-hmm. had to take place from culture. And I, this is not just this issue right right? there are hundreds of other issues that we could talk about um but when it comes i think specifically to children we're talking about little kids here who are very moldable right they're very impressionable yes and so i think in, in a way it's almost taking advantage of something that could be very sweet and innocent And we're putting our own perspective on it as adults, our own perversion on it as adults, instead of just letting them be kids. And then you're you're adding to their already very fragile minds this huge thing that people wrestle with, and they're not able to have the conversations at their age. No, that's exactly right. And I think that's what's changed in our culture is that we now have this infusion of a particular perspective Mm -hmm. with regard to sexuality into children's entertainment. Now, I suppose you could say, oh, Sleeping Beauty was about a kiss, you Mm -hmm. know, and in some sense, is that a sexual element? We would probably categorize it as such. But, But there was a sense of innocence there with regard to that kind of relationship. And I think what's changed now is there is an advocacy to accept a perspective that does not line up with what scripture has to say. And I, and I love what, what Kristen has to say here, because I think what we're talking about is the developmental appropriateness of those conversations. So I would say there is an argument to be made when your kids are older. My kids are 13, 15 and 17. We're having these conversations all the time and we wouldn't say no to a show or a movie that has a depiction of that, but we will talk about it. And I think what's different is a 13 or a 15 year old is different than a three year old or a five year old. They're Mm -hmm. just developmentally at an incredibly different place. And that that's what we have to deal with these days and what you're talking about, Kristen. Yeah. I just think that there's not really a lot of space for passive parenting. And I say that as a parent that is tired like, <laughs> I, I need to make this as real as it sounds. Like, this is a very difficult job. I'm tired. I love my children, but they're a lot. They're refining in every sense of the word. <laughs> and so we're adding this technology, you know, whether it's an app or it's a streaming service, and we're putting it in their laps, and they have no ability to discern. It is our responsibility. It's our God-given responsibility to do this for them. Kristen? 
I think mic drop and and what else is there to say here? Paul, you were going to say something. Go ahead and come on back in. No, that was really nice. But I, I do think one of the thing when we're talking about passive parenting where we can't be passive parents, I think that is absolutely positively right on. It reminds me that I think we've gotten spoiled over the last several decades, Yeah. right? From maybe the 1940s, 1950s on, the culture by and large reflected what I think most listeners would consider. Right. It was a Judeo-Christian worldview. That's a very good point. Exactly. But it wasn't like that really before that. Parents had to be very, very careful and raise their kids in a very different environment than, say, our grandparents did. Mm -hmm. And we are heading back into that space now Mm -hmm. where – Parents just have to be super, super vigilant, and they have to be very mindful Mm -hmm. of the lessons they want to teach their kids. And because there's so many different uh, avenues where other people, other entities are trying to teach them things, Mm -hmm. parents just have to be on their guard pretty much all the time. And it's not just like what I feel like I was bombarded with in high school. We don't smoke or drink or do drugs. Like the things that feel in quotes obvious. Right. This is an identity issue. Right. This isn't just like some exterior thing on the surface. Like we're talking about something that it's is not internalized. behavior. Yes. This is mental. Like the, the, we're going into our minds. We're processing this stuff out loud and we have to have those conversations with our kids. And I agree. Like it's going to be inescapable. I'm not trying to avoid it. Right. I'm just saying my one, three and six year old it's not time. That's a no. It's a non-negotiable, yeah. right? But when it is time, and I feel like we can have those conversations, we will have those conversations. Yeah. Well, and I think two things, and this one cuts both ways. On one hand, I think part of the challenge is just the sheer quantity of content that's yes. out there. Like yes. you were saying earlier, you've got all of these streaming platforms. All of them mm-hmm. have content designed for and aimed at kids. And back when we were growing up, You know, we watched cartoons on Saturday morning and we might have watched Sesame Street or Mr. Rogers Neighborhood. You had PBS for the, you know, slightly more highbrow stuff. Mm -hmm. And that was pretty much it. Right. And Mm -hmm. now part of the exhaustion factor is so many options. There's so many options Mm -hmm. now. The plus side of that is we've got some good options. We do, yeah. Um, we've got Minnow, which is uh, you know a very faith-focused outlet, and we've even reviewed some of Minnow's shows, like Young David. Um, and then we have things that are maybe more conservative. Bent Key is new on the scene, uh, and we reviewed A Wonderful Day with Mabel McClay. So there are some new options that didn't exist too. Wing Feather Saga is another. Oh great yeah, that's one. fantastic. That's a, that's a really well produced. Yeah. T- television show that Mm -hmm. that reflects a lot of of strong values, I think. And I would go back actually to your icebreaker question, right? We have the ability now. See, that was a nice accident. (laughs) It was a nice accident because there are so many options. Mm -hmm. We have the ability to go to some old shows that we know were appropriate, or at Mm -hmm. least we remember to be appropriate. We can watch Leave It to Beaver. We can watch the Andy Griffith show. We can watch the old Lucy show. Lucy. (laughs) There were a lot of really fun programs. Green Acres. Yeah, that I think would be kind of fun to introduce kids to now. Love that. Um, Now, that said, Getting back to your Hogan's Heroes answer, right. sometimes the shows that we remember as being clean weren't necessarily as clean as we remember them to be. Right. And and just to be clear, I didn't choose Hogan's Heroes as an example of <laughs> go show your kids this. <laughs> right. I would show my kids because it, it 
occupied a strange and wonderful place in my story. And your and your kids are older. And yeah. yes, absolutely. When you talk about the entertainment that we enjoyed, they are a huge part of our story, right? Yeah. But I would recommend people to follow Kristen's example and to watch these programs beforehand, watch them with their kids, walk them through the conversations that will inevitably uh, spark. Yeah, and I want to say, this is nothing against the example you just gave out, but like when I hear like, let's watch Leave it to Beaver or the Andy Griffith show, I'm like, nah, it's a hard pass. I don't want to watch that. Um, and so I Boring. Also, I also, I little also, House on the Prairie then, or maybe the Waltons. I do the like Waltons Little House on the Prairie. Great. I don't necessarily think that's what comes to my mind when I'm like, I'm going to show my kids this. Um, but if it is, that's fantastic. I think it's also not fair to discredit everything that's being produced and yeah, created right now. That's right. Right. And so I think even on non-Christian streaming services, like I have a list that I, like I said before, we really like Wild Kratts. My son loves Dude Perfect. Lucas the Spider is super cute on Netflix. Um, my kids love Blippy, whether you hate Blippy or love Blippy. They, <laughs> they love Blippy. And anything Legos, Lego Star Wars, Lego Jurassic Park. Um, they're really into that as well. And so there are a lot of current, again, nothing wrong with the past, but there are a lot of <laughs> current really good things out there. You will have to do your research as a parent. Um, and see what you like. And you always have to be prepared because a lot of the examples we've had, like a lot of the shows that we've reviewed, they were great for the first season. Yes. Or two. And the second, or three. third. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So even those really strong shows, you yep. can't trust without a little bit of wariness. A little bit of homework. You know, yeah. and, and be prepared for the conversations that might be triggered by if your kids are watching something that you know was great in season one and all of a sudden season four something comes out of the blue, be prepared for those conversations. Yeah. My kids had, we had an example of that at a show that they were watching um, and my son particularly because he's older and we'll fight back a little more. Um, I just, you know, something came on and we didn't, we didn't like it. It didn't align with our family values. And I paused it. We talked about it and he was furious, furious. Mm. And I shut it off and I'm like, sorry, bud. Like, this is just what me and daddy decided. And thankfully you have a hundred thousand bajillion other shows you can choose from. It's not just like it's PBS and you get four options. Like we can find an alternative. So yeah. That's right. And I just want to say one other thing with regard to our TV process, because I think this is a great place to mm-hmm. just comment on what Paul was just saying. Yeah. One of our challenges is we would love to watch every episode of every show we review. And a lot of times we'll do two or three episodes and we may circle back at a new season and pick one up. But sometimes stuff happens. Yes. I mean, Coco Melon Lane is a great example of something that we reviewed and we were mostly positive on it. And then this thing popped up Mm -hmm. kind of after we reviewed it. And so there are a couple of things here when we're only reviewing a couple of episodes, it's possible something comes up later, but if that happens, send us an email Mm -hmm. at team at the plugged in show.com because we want to know about it. And we're constantly going back and amending reviews and adding that information so that our reviews are accurate. So we want them to be, we're a team of five. We can't review every episode of every show, but we're doing our best and we want to listen to you guys when you know something that we haven't seen yet. Well, and I think that that's something to really emphasize because we are a small team. We try to get to as much as we can, but we are stronger when we are a community. Yes. And 
you listening right now are part of our community. You are part of our team. And when you chime in, when you let us know about something that you've seen, mm. man, it makes it makes me so happy when when people write in and say, you know what? You might want to check out episode five of wrong. season six, <laughs> yes. because that's how we can keep abreast and help other families yeah, totally. navigating these very difficult issues. We can't do it alone. It takes a community, I think. That's right. And, and I think it takes a community even as we're doing it in our own families, mm-hmm. right? And I hope that what we have talked about today has shown you that the goal here is not perfection, because there's so much to keep track of. The goal, especially as Kristen was talking about from her own life and her own struggles, right? I mean, the struggle is real. There's so (laughs) much stuff out there, but we want to stay engaged. We want to set appropriate boundaries. And sometimes we find out, oh, oh, we actually are not going to watch that being willing to say no mm-hmm. um, and understanding that there's a time and a place to circle back to some of those conversations when our kids get older. Um, again, there's not a one size fits all answer here, but I hope that our conversation today has been an encouraging one for you. And we want to continue to be your go-to resource when it comes to, you know, as much stuff as we can possibly cover <laughs> uh, in the realm of children's programming, you can find our reviews at pluggedin.com. Thanks, guys. Well, in our second segment today, Emily Chow joins us to tell us about a new thing that we're doing on our blog, and it's called On the Radar. Emily, if I were on the radar, what would I be? <laughs> You'd love to torture me with that little lead in. I know. I know. I save it just for you. Yeah, I know you do. <laughs> it drives me insane. I know. <laughs> um, so on the radar, uh, basically, it's just going to be a weekly uh, blog about everything that needs to be on parents' radar. Okay. And so we'll have like... It's a really short, easy read. It's just a couple of things that are happening in the culture, in technology, in entertainment, anything pertaining particularly to children and teens. That way you as a parent can be better equipped to handle that when it comes up or maybe just as it applies to your family. Um, One example uh, from the most recent one is 97% of teenagers use their phones in school. And it's not for schoolwork, you know, right? so maybe that's something you want to talk to your family about. Maybe you got to talk to your kids. So it's going to be stuff like that, you know, so you can kind of just mull it over, talk to your family, talk to your spouse, figure out how you're going to handle it. And yeah, just keeps you on the radar. Yeah. And we've tried to structure it in a way that it's a quick hit. You know, we're yeah, not like it's waxing, very it's short. It's an easy eloquent. read. It's like, what's happening? So what? And now what? Yeah. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. We want to give you what the concrete takeaway is. Yeah. So this is why we think this is a trend or an event or something happening in it's those short areas. And sweet. Yep. In and out. And, and, but wait, there's more. Um, we're going to have a little video each week where we'll take one of those stories and just talk about it really briefly. So every Saturday, just hit up plugged in it'll be on our youtube channel on our social media channels and on our website yeah so you can watch it on saturday mornings it may not be quite as good as cartoons but you, you can, can watch, watch it saturday over morning and cartoons over and, over again. and then <laughs> while, watch the while your kids are watching the cartoons watch the you can read yeah. up on the radar <laughs> 
And, and this is just, I think, our most recent example of how we want to equip you as parents with everything you need to know about with what's happening in the realms of pop culture and technology. So come check it out. It's in our blog and it's called On the Radar. Thanks, Emily. Well, now it's time for a segment we call Pop Culture Connection, wherein our producer, Ashley. Hey, Ashley. Hey, Adam. Joins us <laughs> to to tease our brains with brain teasers. Actually, they're not yes. really brain teasers. They're, they're just not. They're questions. And Ticklers. our job, ticklers, brain ticklers, is to give as many answers as possible in 30 seconds. And, yes. you know, it's that timer part that makes the game fun. Right. Although I know there are people sitting here who hate the timer. It's so stressful. <laughs> but they're just going to have to get over it. Yeah. So yes. Who's your first victim today, Ashley? Paul. Oh, oh, my goodness. Yay. Wow. <laughs> yes. There was no hesitation whatsoever. No, none. I've, I've thought about this. Ahead she of time. always chooses her victims very... Like, she just knows who she's going to pick oh on. Goodness. Participants. <laughs> Participants. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Adam. Right? This has been coerced. All right. So, Paul, All you're right, up first. I'm ready. What is the one kid's show you would recommend to families and why? Oh, my goodness. That is really difficult. You know what? I am going to say not Looney Tunes. Let me tell you why I wouldn't recommend Looney Tunes. Oh, I like this answer. Because they have explosions. They have suicide references. They have so much dynamite. Poor Wiley Coyote always gets smashed into some sort of wall or falls off Smoking. a cliff. There's smoking. There's drinking. There's a whole bunch of weird, weird stuff going outfits. on. My. Mm. Weird outfits. My. Weird outfits. Was it seven? Yes, seven. Seven Does points. Negative is seven. A, is that a negative because I didn't answer your question at all? You know, the other way with I it. I think that was an outstanding response given your complete inability to answer the actual well, question. It is really difficult because you do think just our conversation. Right. You don't necessarily know if you can say this is a show that you should watch because. Unless it's already off air and you've seen every episode. Exactly. That's the only way. I would and even then Speed it could Racer. get rebooted. So. Speed Racer. Speed given Racer that one of our producers already answer. gave you four of your answers. Way to get three on top of that. But. <laughs> Right. Good job, Paul. Ooh, right. Somebody is pretty Kristen's edging for Paul to get a penalty. <laughs> right. Say, since like, the, I'm since still going to win. Since the claws are out, Kristen, you're up next. No, I'm going to lose. Sorry. <laughs> I'm going to lose. Let's just All right. It. All right. What celebrity would you like to interview and why? Johnny Depp. <laughs> because he'd be mildly okay to look at. He's really funny. I could talk about all of his movies. You know, he was Captain Jack Sparrow. Who doesn't want to be a pirate? Um, I don't. He's done really weird movies like Edward Scissorhands. And that's like all the bizarre roles. Like, why did you decide to choose that? Is this childhood trauma? Do you need a therapist? We need to get really deep into this. Um, um, I think he has like a weird accent. It always changes. Why does your accent change? Do you move around a lot? I don't know. Um, <laughs> why do you live in France? <laughs> that's it. That's awesome. Um, I love it. Well, you have tied with Paul. Seven it's points. It's possible that that's my favorite answer on this this game ever. <laughs> no, you have a weird accent. Why does it change? Do you move around a lot? Yeah, that, that one Do you right need there, therapy? I actually now want to figure out how to get you to interview Johnny Depp yes. like on camera the most for us. bizarre interview he's ever done. I'd never be able to speak. That's right. awesome. Wow. All right. Emily, you're up next. All right. What do you consider to be the best kids movie ever and why? Ooh. Up. 
because it did not pull its punches with the Carl and Ellie story. And (laughs) it'll make you cry, even if you're a child. And But it's also really funny. And Doug is a fantastic character. And there's a great just story arc with Carl, with his, you know, how he moves on from his grief. And he embraces Russell and Doug as part of his family. And, um, you know, there's just... There's so many quotable things. There's birds. Aw, nice. Or one bird. You know, who would have ever thought that a movie starring an 80-year-old man would be a great kids movie? But Uh, it totally is. It's It's fantastic. It was Pixar's peak, if you ask me, though, because it went downhill after that. It's like they they hit it, and it was just like— And then it was down. It went up in the air with Carl's house in the balloons. (laughs) Like, it's living—old Pixar is living in Paradise Falls. That's right. Mm. Such well, a good movie. How many, How many points, points did, she did she get? I counted eight points. Get it, girl. Oh, I couldn't get it if I had talked slightly faster. <laughs> <laughs> you may not have understood what you I was saying. You destroyed it last time, though, too. Emily's on right? a roll. Good job. I don't feel any pressure at all. all right. What you got for me? As we're looking toward Valentine's Day, what do you consider to be the best rom-com ever and why? <gasps> oh, Jeez, wisely. That is a very, There's some very heavy difficult happening. question. Oh, golly. Star Wars. Star Wars would be a great answer. I am struggling to come up. I'm going to go with While You Were Sleeping because it has Sandra Bullock Uh uh, and has that one guy that's in all those movies. Yeah, that that one. And it's got a guy who loses his memory and she falls in love with him. And I just remember it being a really nice movie. And obviously, I don't have a lot of rom-coms to pick from because... I couldn't think of any. Okay, a lot that of movie is so are weird. super problematic, though. That's something that, as soon as you asked that, I was like, "There's no way I could answer that question because most of the ones I love, You've I would mail. never recommend to somebody." <laughs> right? Well, I knew that's what you would. It's say. the best one, but yeah. I, I like you, while you were sleeping. The... Yeah, well, thank you one. for your affirmation, Kristen. <laughs> that's cute. <laughs> I lost, and you Emily, Emily won. won. And that's okay. Emily. Good job, Emily. That was another very memorable round yeah i would of i would be connection. bitter about emily's victory but at she least did she didn't cheat job. like kristen right. does well at least she picked your favorite wait how Pixar does kristen movie. cheat well i don't yeah know. mr i, I, I answered saying, the question you backwards too. <laughs> there was, there was a lot of cheating today and on that note i don't even have to say anything <laughs> I think our time here is coming to a close. It should be. And uh, I think it's probably okay that this conversation is over. (laughs) And speaking of conversations, we are glad that you have joined ours today. And we hope that it has challenged you and equipped you and maybe even provided a laugh or two, especially in the last last couple of minutes. We want to be the place that you come to, to be encouraged and to be equipped with your family's entertainment and technology choices. And we would love to hear what you have to think about our conversations today. How is your family navigating the realm of entertainment for kids? What alternatives to mainstream TV outlets have you discovered? You can let us know what you think a couple different ways. You can go to the pluggedinshow.com and leave us a voicemail with your answer to those questions. And we might just include a clip from your voicemail on a future show. And that would make you wait for it, plugged in famous. I mean, who doesn't want that? Or just shoot us an email at 
team at thepluggedinshow.com. And of course, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram. We also think that one of Focus on the Family's books, Parenting Generation Screen, could be a great resource for you and your family. It's written by Jonathan McKee. And today, for a gift of any amount, we would love to send a copy to you. You'll find information on how to do that in the episode notes for today's episode. Well, thanks again for spending some time with us on the Plugged In Show this week. We know that you have a lot of ways that you could choose to spend your time. We're glad that you have chosen to spend some of it with us. And we look forward to another terrific conversation with you next week on the Plugged In Show. Hey, parents. Parent here. I don't know about you, but most parenting advice I've found is a lot like my son's favorite foods, just beans and hot dogs. It's bland and way too juvenile for how old he actually is. But Focus on the Family's weekly age and stage emails have biblical stuff that helps me be intentional as a parent. It's great, like a chef salad of parenting tips. If you want biblical, practical, and personal tips to your inbox, here's how. Go to MyKidsAge.com, put in your kid's age, and get weekly emails that make a difference.